You're listening to a podcast from 702. The Friday Profile. The Friday Profile today uh, features a comedian who I think is one of the funniest in my books out of this country. And his comedy special, Hashtag Black In My Day, is now on Mzansi Magic. We'll give you those details as to when you can watch it. Uh, and it sounds like a nostalgic trip down memory lane. We'll find out from Pop Pops in a moment because he went around the country last year to perform this one-man show. And it's since been edited and put into this package that you can now see on Mzansi Magic. So maybe you were in the audience in one of these shows. Give us your feedback and your thoughts, or maybe you've watched him in action. Um, he's built such a formidable career because he's performed in places like Los Angeles, um, the Laugh Factory over there, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Canada. He was in Nigeria, for instance, at the Lord of the Ribs comedy festival trust nigerians and then shoko festival in zimbabwe in kenya he was at a night of a thousand laughs and then um more closer to home places like lesotho botswana and swaziland uh, but he first debuted as uh, an actor in the drama ayeye a few years ago you've seen him in the my way commercials the screen just loves him he's got incredible comedic timing he's a comedian of course but he's married uh the acting and the comedy skills very, very well. And I think one of the highlights of his career, from an audience perspective at least, has to be when he hosted the South African Music Awards. Um, that was hilarious because he did a little scene where he dressed up like Baba Beni. And um, yeah, it was hilarious to say the least. Uh, but now here he is with a new one-man comedy show and the special is on uh, Mzansi Magic. Mpapops! Lady Azania, how are you? I am good. good. How are you? Now I feel like we're I'm going to a night fantastic. of a thousand laughs. You call, calling me a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so medieval. A night of a thousand laughs. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you judging all the title of the show. Oh, Lord of the Rips. How cool is that title? Yeah. Lord of the Rips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, life, oh, man. Before, before we start, uh, happy Women's Month to you. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Month. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Um, and we'll talk about the details as to when black in my day, when we can catch it right on Mzansi magic. But if you were black in the day, what are you now? And, and I'm still black in today. <laughs> um, I think, I think the whole, the whole play on, uh, black and in black. my day yeah. was, was, was the fact that it was, it was a different struggle. You know, you look at the class of 76, right? And they had, their set of struggles that they faced. Then came my generation where we were like part of the first generation that got to go to Model C schools, you know? Mm -hmm. We had our own different struggles that we faced during that time, you know? Um, and one, one of the things that was different for us was that, yes, we had the opportunity to go to these uh, schools and Model C schools, but there was still a certain level of adjustment that we had to adhere to, you know? So... Black in my days is about being black and having to navigate during that time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a play on yes, a collection of stories from back in the day and what it was like to be a young black South African black in the day. Yeah, in the day. <laughs> mm, I know, and it's important not to um, 
just be always reflect on that and think, oh, you know, in our time, <laughs> you know, I think every generation <laughs> does that. In our time, this is we what... We all have it in our time. We do. The, the millennials of today. In 10 years' time, they'll be like, yo, yes, in our time. Hey, it's Corona. Screw. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, everyone always has an in my time. Mm. And, and and I think that, I think you, you put it so, so eloquently. I think... I think Black in My Day is a is a in my time a collection of stories about in my time. Uh, who, was that Teddy Pendergrass? <laughs> in my time, yes. <laughs> 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 I've seen life come and go, <laughs> but heaven knows hey, I've never hey. loved like this in my time. Okay, <laughs> you put well, you, you put a seat. Someone's not getting a golden ticket. <laughs> 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 Happily so. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. You know, my singing voice, Leon, is temperamental. Um, so, what sort of things, Paul? Because you know, I I was trying to think of the kind of things that we went through. Yeah, like you said, the Model C schools, uh, uh, that first generation. There's a lot, you know, like um, I think culture shock is one of them Yeah. Uh, when you're young because you've grown up um, in a black neighborhood. You know, you come from that, um, that. That's all you know. You know, that's all your family knows. That's all your friends know. And then you start um, going to Model C school and you start getting a taste of suburban life and you realize certain things are different. Like one of the, one of the things that blew my mind when I was young was, when I went to my friends' houses, they, their fridges didn't have locks on them. You know, <laughs> you know, at home, our our Calvinator had had a, had, a, had a key. You know, and there was someone who held the key, and you needed there was a gatekeeper. There was a gate. You couldn't just open the fridge any time. You needed to put in a request. I'm not going to move Yes. <laughs> You, do you know what I mean? There, there was such, there were certain things that were just like you, you, you could only experience them in that era. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, things like things like uh, go, going to school in your transport. Mm. You know, um, and being forty-eight kids in a twenty-seater car and sitting on the engine compartment and literally watching your world change daily. You know, um, uh, things like our our pets and our dogs. You know, I, I never knew dogs could come in the house. Other, I, I never knew. <laughs> I, <laughs> there was an invisible barrier at my house at the door. You know, yeah. And and you you go to your friend's house. The dogs are sitting on the couch, changing channels. And you're like, oh, guys, what? What's happening here? What's happening here? I was telling my colleagues just the other day that you I've become that person. Because my dog comes in the house. My dog is in the house. Exactly. Whatever happened to that barrier? So yeah, with me today. That's me today. You know, my daughter my daughter has a poodle. The poodle stays in the house. The poodle has a name and a surname, you know, Mr. Scuffles. But you look back in the day, our dogs were like protection, you know, and like they had names like Botanger, Rex, Bobby, mm. and that was that was all we had. Now the now you you fast forward and you look at your life and you're like, this is who I am. My dog lives in the house today, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, dogs have medical aid today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're Indeed. like, so, so so it's it's such a 
and that's what I think the beauty about the story is, and, and it comes full circle, is that this is, back in my days, is how we grew up. And it's, uh, it's, I, I talk about my daughter so much, and I reflect on, on her life so much, because I'm trying to draw the contrast to show the difference. For her. This is how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're the people now with 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 the dogs living in our house, and I had such an introspective moment uh, because when the show starts, I, I say, I realize that my daughter is black; she's not black black. But then the <laughs> introspective moment is when I realize that at some point I was my daughter too. Mm. At some point, I was the kid in the family who wasn't black black. black I was black. just yeah. black. Yeah, mm. you know, mm. and now and look at the degrees have moved again. <laughs> yeah. Now the degrees have moved again. Just the other day, in fact, I saw castor oil trending on uh, social media, <laughs> and I thought, what do these kids know? What do they know about what are they saying about castor oil? <laughs> so this is. So this is the special that that's playing this weekend, Exhibit A, which was my oh. first ever show. Yeah, I actually talk about castor oil because that's one of the culture shocks that uh, that I experienced when I used to tell my friends about castor. My friends were like, "Dude, what is that?" I was like, "You know, you need to do spring cleaning for your stomach once in a while." <laughs> spring cleaning, yeah, you know, when you take the furniture outside, you play R and B music and you wash everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that was castor oil. Castor oil was a spring cleaning of the stomach. Yeah. And we all had to do it. We had to stand in a line. Then they'd put a, a peg on your nose so you don't, you know, you mm. don't get put off by the smell. And then they'd hit you with two teaspoons and an orange just to diffuse the taste. And we also stood in a line. What is with the line? So that you can watch the suffering of others. And because you know, you know that you're next, you're coming. Who administered it in your family? For me, it was my grandmother. It was um, my grand. It, it, also, it was my grand. And she never made an announcement. Yeah. Was, no, you'd be playing as kids. And then you just see cakes being distributed. That's it. <laughs> All of a sudden, and, and then, you know, as, as kids, you, you try to spill the castor oil out from your mouth, and then yes. you hold your mouth up. <laughs> and then they offer you an orange as if that took away the pain of it. That orange did nothing to soothe the horrible so, taste of, so we, of castor oil. We would either do it with an orange or we do it with macheo. I think that's why I, I, from my whole childhood, I couldn't drink macheo ever again because every time I drank it, I would taste castor oil in it. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. So, so it's those things. So, so I, I have, I have Black in My Day, which is on the Mbanti, and Exhibit A, which is my first, first ever show, which is coming out on Saturday tomorrow at at, at nine thirty, mm-hmm. and that's where I also speak about Exhibit A is the evidence of. Me becoming a comic, so I do speak about the the castor oil stuff. There. Yes, let's talk yes. about that when you became a comic because you entered. So you think you're funny, the comedy talent show, yes. right? Um, and yes. you've been doing this for ten years. It's so hard to believe. It feels like you were and you yes. came <laughs> on the scene, no delays, but like <laughs> it's been ten, ten years. years to be an overnight success. You know, you, <laughs> yes, you know the truth of it. Ten years takes ten years. Yeah. Do you remember your first uh, lot of jokes when you auditioned? I do. I do. I remember the day. Uh, also, I started on that platform because I was so, I'm, I'm a naturally shy person, right? And I was just so scared to go and stand up. I feel like now we're all <laughs> saying that. Everybody is saying that. Meanwhile, it's a lie. 
I am. I was like, you know, okay. I, I really am. Like, I'm, I'm two people, and I think, you know, like if, if you're someone that believes in the zodiacs, I'm, I'm a Gemini. That's my star sign. Ah. So, so I have this uh, this big bold stage persona, but off stage, you know, I'm just a uh, you know regular shy guy. <laughs> okay. So you were shy, you and what, it, <laughs> what were you doing entering the comedy show? So that's the thing. I decided because I, I was never brave enough to go and stand on the stage and do comedy. So I entered So You Think You're Funny because I was like, you know what? At least I'm auditioning, you know, to three people. They'll let me know if I'm funny or not. Mm. And and it went well. The audition went well. And then I was on the show. Next thing you know, I'm on SABC One. I think we were getting like six six million views at a time. And that's where it, uh, my comedy career literally started because after the show, I had a I had a comedy career to go to. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the show started, uh, when when I went for the audition, I had two jokes. That's all I had. So I I wanted to do one and then save the other one for the show. <laughs> <laughs> but but the first joke cracked the judges so much. Uh, David and Tosh and and Shubhidi. And they were like, oh, carry on. Hit us with another one. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then I hit with, the, with my second joke, and, and they were laughing. They're like, okay, some more, some more. Then I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm saving the rest for the show. Yeah. But Meanwhile, I, you've I got nothing it. in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Pockets are empty. <laughs> no jokes. <laughs> so they're like, oh, saving for the show. We love your confidence. Okay, okay. We'll see you when you come back. Oh man! So yeah, in, in the week before we shot, I, I literally had to write everything that I ended up doing on the show. Beautiful, and the rest is history, as they say. So when the did when did the retail history. gig happen? Was it before, or after this? Uh, before, part of your life? Azania, let me be honest with you. There's no job I haven't done in this world. My my first job I got at the age wait, of fourteen. Wait, wait, wait. Enough, enough. Let's compare wait, notes. Enough, enough. Let's compare notes. You worked in retail. I worked in retail. I worked in, I've been a call center agent. I've been a call center agent. I've I've handed out flyers on the road. No, I haven't done that. I handed out Coca Cola cans to the people who were arriving for the 2010 World Cup, saying, "Hi, welcome to South Africa. Here's a Coke." <laughs> no, I haven't done that. Hey, welcome. Here's a Coke. Have a drink. <laughs> I was that guy. Yeah. And then and then I would be on stage later on. I have I have been a dishwasher. Uh, uh, but have you I flipped have burgers been... before? No, 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 no. I've no, flipped no, burgers. No. You've been a dishwasher. I've I've flipped burgers. <laughs> um, have you Have you been a receptionist? Yes, I've been a receptionist. There's another I've one sold, we have in I've, common. Me too. I've sold insurance uh, policies. I used to say, you know those guys that walk up to you. Hey, hey, sorry, mama. Two minutes of your time. Yeah. <laughs> that was you. Okay. That must be hard. I don't enjoy. I wouldn't enjoy that. Would not enjoy. I think I had an opportunity to do that, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Look, I had that an job opportunity to do that. That job lasted a day. Yes. But I've, I've have, wait. Have you? Have you and, packed and the retail gig? Yeah. Have I packed? Have you packed Perfect. CDs yeah. or any kind of stock for order? So I used to have my own. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the correct term is it, but I used to make my own CDs and sell them. Right. Uh, back back in the day, I used to do mixtapes. To be politically correct, let's call them mixtapes. So <laughs> of I would, other people's so music, I, as in a, a mix that you've put together. Yeah, 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So at, in high school, they knew me. I was KKD Studios, and um, mm. and they could order anything they wanted from me because I was the only person in the school with the CD right. So okay. I could. I think we can say we, we both did that. We both did that. The last one, <laughs> the last one in my list in my arsenal. Have you ever served alcohol? I worked behind a bar many years ago. Yes. Yes, um, I'll be very honest with you. I've made I made so much money working. Uh, so I used to, I used to work at the bar at uh, the Wanderer Stadium for the cricket, mm. and I used to work at uh, different bars during um, uh, like New Year's. I've worked on I've worked on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day, and I remember I made so much money because on on those days people are so festive, big tips. This to step. So when I say there's no job I haven't done, yeah. literally. <laughs> but the retail was the most fun for me because I worked at um, at at home, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> so I used to like because of that I can I can gift wrap like a champion, and I know how to make nine different bows. Oh, oh I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday, Christmas, I wrap everything. Oh, nice. And then we feel like it's a, yep. it was a professional job or someone went to yep. great lengths. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's just you in your bedroom quickly. <laughs> Do you also grab the scissors and make that ribbon curly? <laughs> yes, that's a skill. And then you cut the, a triangle in the edges so that it pops on the side. Oh my goodness! I've done listen, listen, I've got skills for days. Yeah, I can hear. <laughs> but let's talk about the call center job. Uh, how much fun was that? Um, it, it it was not fun at all. Um, I think what call center does is it it prepares you for rejection. You know, yes. I, I think it's you can imagine those poor those poor souls that have to phone you on your phone to sell you a phone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> hi, hi, I'm just here. We've got the latest one. It's such a hard thing to do. You know, how do you and, respond and only- knowing that you were on the other side at some point? I'm I'm so empathetic now, um, and shame. I I give people a chance, and I, and then at the core, I'll I'll give them tips. That's what I do now. You give them tips. You know, so, yeah. So I'm not one of those. If you call me to tell me stuff, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, no thanks, and drop the phone. I'll be like, mm-hmm. And then why are you saying it's better than the iPhone 11? Oh, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, okay, Manja. Let me tell you something. When you're phoning me to sell me something, sound more excited, my brother. You understand? You are selling me a 20,000 rand phone, Manta. I need some oomph in your voice. Wow. You know, and when I say I can't take it, don't be sad, Manta. Don't say, okay. No, say, okay, sir. Can you refer me to anyone who perhaps might need this? So I'm always giving this because I was on the other side of that, Azania. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sitting in an office that has quotes like, every no is a step closer to a yes. Oh. Is that it's what they say? Yes. Oh, so all just yes. brace yourself. You wake up knowing you're gonna get nose, but don't forget it's a you're step. Gonna get <laughs> yes. You're gonna get people shouting at you. Are you serious? Are you calling me about this? <laughs> I'm at work, man. How much I charge by the hour? You wanna call me and tell me your phone? Come on. I don't wanna know about your airtime bonus vouchers. Come on, man. <laughs> Do your research. No, and I understand because I was once one of those people. Yeah, it was such a good impersonation. Such <laughs> a good impersonation. Listen, let me let me share some of the messages coming in and it's going to take us to places that we need to talk about as well in the time that's left. Uh, VJ oh, no says, worries. I drank 500 mils of castor oil on Monday 
And nothing happened. You know, Monday was a public holiday. And nothing happened. The castor oil of these days, it doesn't work like the ones from 30, 40 years back. (laughs) Oh, nothing happened. Zero. Uh, uh, I no, I think I think I think VJ drank uh, uh, cooking oil. No, 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 no. Make sure <laughs> it must be Hermans with the with the tough guy with Hercules. Ah, yes, Hercules. I can see it. I remember that. that. I remember that. As I listen, that castor oil, you would drink it and forget. Or you drank castor oil. Uh, two hours later, you just <laughs> just a light. Lightning from the sun to say, hey, hey, whatever you do, make sure you are close to home. Always. Listen to this uh, one. Tony says, um, the fantastic, the fantastic thing about Mpo is his appreciation for the stage craft. He's such a hard worker and I know that behind the scenes he consults with theater practitioners to refine his work. I have mad respect for him. This comes from Tony Bonani Miambo. And I know you, I, I was surprised that as a comedian, you also took acting classes. Um, I yes. suspect to make your comedy better, but also to uh, open up the prospects for you as far as acting is concerned. And you were brilliant on Ayeye, by the way. Yours was, your character was one of my favorites. He was such a sweet guy. Thank you, sir. That's me. This is who I am. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe me. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for such a beautiful message. But it's true, Azania. I think you always do what you need to do to improve on your craft. And um, I think part of my comedy is uh, I, I include a lot of physical comedy, you know? Mm. It's, it's, it's more than just landing 